Your Utah Jazz are in the Big Apple to finish their road trip in a rare Sunday matinee as today the Jazz take on the 42 and 35 Brooklyn Nets. The Linux open inside, lobs into Kessler, slam dunk on top of the clip. Team 49 had a scrappy game with the Celtics on Friday, but came up short to the Eastern Conference champs. Today, the Jazz are playing a Brooklyn team that looks completely different than the last time they played in January. Can the Jazz take advantage of this new Nets team that's only four and six in their previous 10 and end a road trip with a victory? Take note, Jazz fans, it's time for tip-off as Taylor Horton Tucker and the Utah Jazz take on Mikel Bridges and the Brooklyn Nets next on Jazz Basketball. It's the nonstop NBA, and tip-off is now. A key tonight, David, I think, is our big front line that's intact right now with marketing Kelly Olenek, and Kessler. Might allow the Jazz to go back to the zone, which they have not played. Two teams played January 20th. Nets won it 117-106, but Kyrie Irving had 48 in that game. He's not here. Nets have the opening possession. Black uniforms, white outlines. Say Brooklyn are on the front. Lob inside to Claxton. Goes up and dunks it. Claxton had a big game against the Jazz. 20 points and five rebounds in that game. While Walker Ketzler was really quiet. We'll see how much he's grown since that January 20th game. Olenek, left elbow, first possession. Jazz in the yellow uniforms today. Gives to Markin, driving. Flares back out to Horton Tucker, seven on the clock. Markin in the post, guarded by Finney Smith. Bumping, backing, and knocking it away is Finney Smith. One on the clock, Markin fades for a three, swirls out. Rebound comes down to the near side. Here's Mikel Bridges. He's grasped this opportunity, averaging 28 a game. His baseline J, no good. Rebound bounces around, and Kessler clears. Spotlight yellow uniforms, black numbering and lettering. Horton Tucker on the left side. Taylor had a big one in San Antonio. Career game, he fades on the left side off the left foot, misses the eight-footer. And the rebound comes down to Cam Johnson, another player acquired in the trade. In fact, four of the five starters were picked up in the Kyrie Irving-Kevin Durant trades. Nick Claxton, the only other one. Here's Dinwiddie, left side Finney Smith. He's struggled since coming to Brooklyn. Gets in the lane, gives to Claxton, little jump hook over Kessler's good. You see now that Kessler's always going to be in the, in the help mode, and four of these guys can put the ball on the floor and get to the basket. Kessler back cuts and catches a beautiful outstretched left-hand catch and a layup with the right hand. Horton Tucker with a nice give. Yeah, he really is starting to look, isn't he? I mean, when he's, when he's not thinking offense. Ooh, Dinwiddie with a nifty drive down the baseline. Gets to the rim, but misses it as Kessler's there. The rebound to Horton Tucker. Push ahead to Olenek. Left corner of Baji. Quick release three from Ochai's and air ball. You got Kessler. Looks like he's defending Dinwiddie a lot of the time. It's interesting. Here's Bridges fading back over Kessler from eight feet out. Dinwiddie. I mean, left side. Bridges. Not Dinwiddie. 6-3 Brooklyn. 6-2 Brooklyn. Horton Tucker. Played in Iowa State, comes off the double stagger left to right, crosses it over, pulls for an off-the-bounce three and hits it. Boy, that's a confident shot from someone who's grasped the opportunity, averaging 16 points a game since the trades. Nine of his last 27 three-point shots. Live inside to Claxton, two seven-footers converge on him and knock it away. Here comes Olenek leading the break, stops, kicks to Horton Tucker. He holds. Olenek backed up top, tries to throw a lob to Kessler. It hits the rim. Will probably go down as a shot. Fast break the other way. Here's Bridges. Abaji cuts him off. Fades back on the baseline. Misses. Rebound to Olenek. One for three for Mikel Bridges to start. Brooklyn six, Jazz five. 
Horton Tucker, right side, guarded by Spencer Dinwiddie. Similar size players. Steps behind the three-point line and rips the cords again. Taylor Horton Tucker back-to-back -back off the bounce threes. One underneath on those screens, and I don't blame him. You got to let it fly. It's not something that Taylor has been a real strength in his game. Frankly, for being perfectly honest, three-point shooting has not been a strength in Taylor's game. Yeah, they look at his field goal percentage from the three-point line at about 29%, and they're going to go underneath the screens. In the meantime, he's knocked down two. Right side, Finney Smith for three is good. Horton Tucker has been about 30% on off-the-bounce threes this year, so that's why they're going under. 9-8 Brooklyn. Kalen with it. Gives to Olenek, penetrates the lane, gets to the cup too high with the layup. Rebound comes off hard to the Nets. Cam Johnson leads the break, underhand scoop, flares it out to Bridges, quick release, three left side, missed it. Boy, Mikel Bridges is loving life in Brooklyn. That ball touches his hands, it's going up. 9-8 Brooklyn. We've played four minutes on a Sunday afternoon. Hope you're doing great. Horton, Tucker, left-hand drive, powers into Dinwiddie, fades back, scores it. Those are two really similar players right there. If Horton Tucker wants a model of what his career can be, it's Spencer Dinwiddie. He's probably an inch or two taller, but they have similar games, and Dinwiddie had to develop his shot as his career went on. Cam Johnson, pull-up jumper, rattles around and off. Rebound to Olenek. Well, if they're going to go underneath the screens on him, he has to shoot the threes, but he's beating Bridges off the dribble here, and Bridges is supposed to be a pretty good defensive player. Bridges guarding Abaji here, and a nice pick by Olenek. Baji hands off to Kessler, gives to Markinen. Right side three, no good offense. Rebound Kelly. He find, tries to find a slicing Markinen, throws it away. Second bad pass of the quarter by Kelly Olenek. First turnover. The last pass was so bad it hit the rim. It'll go down as a shot. 10-8 Utah. Point. Nets offense is 19th in the NBA since the trades. They shoot a lot of threes. Sixth, third most of anyone in the NBA. Here's a three for Bridges. Back rim. Long rebound. Marketing grabs on the run. Flares left side to Olenek. Transition three. No good. Rebound high off the glass. Tapped three times. Controlled by the Nets. Brooklyn's not a good defensive rebounding team. They're making a concerted effort about it right now. Cam Johnson powers to the rack. Right shoulder into the chest of Horton Tucker. And lays it up and in. This is your LHM stat of the night tonight. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Auto. Sales, service, and selection. LHMauto.com. Jazz fourth best offensive rebounding team. Nets 26th in defensive rebounding since the trade. See if the Jazz can take advantage of that. Right now they cannot. Marketing. Three contested from the top. No good. Offensive rebound. Kessler back up and foul to get two free throws. Super nice of Walker to do that right after the LHM stat of the night. <laughs> Kessler's going to have a pretty good time to get an offensive rebound. Claxton's guarding Marketing, so that's taking him away from the glass. A lot of switching going on, and when you switch, you can take advantage of the offensive glass, as Ron's pointing out. Jazz and the Nets in a close one, as we anticipated. Nets 11, Jazz 10, 619 left in the first quarter. Coach's Sound Flash. Jock, he started doing these, he called them sessions, like we just would do a session in the film room. He was teaching you know, the terminology, the spacing, what this word meant, what that word meant, this action, when Pop says this, this is what he means. He took the time to, like, kind of teach me the whole thing. You know, I grew up in that jazz uh, franchise, and what better person and coach to have leading that organization than Will Hardy? His genuine, you know, care factor goes a long ways. Great family, uh, 
cares about his uh, team and uh, rooting for him. Jock Vaughn, the bearded one. One of the better guys in the NBA. Always a pleasure to see. Started with the Jazz. As the 27th pick, I think, in the draft. Out of Kansas. You know what I remember? The speed he had with the ball. Cam Johnson, hard drive to the rack. Dunked it. 13-10. Kessler split the free throws a moment ago. No, he missed them both. Excuse me. Here's Abaji. Hard right-hand drive. Spins, stops, fades back to get the shooting window and scores it from five feet out. That coach's out was brought to you by Newskin, proud sponsor of the Utah Jazz. Discover the best you at Newskin. Simone Fontecchio in the ballgame. So is Juan Toscana Anderson. Cam Johnson, left side. Gives it up top to Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie weaves in the lane, brings Kessler with him, flares it back to Finney Smith. He drives off balance, right-hander, finds his way home. Finney Smith has really struggled since the trade. He's shooting 34% from the field and 28% from three. Toscana Anderson. Hands to Fontecchio, top to Horton Tucker. Horton Tucker, working one-on-one, step back, 21-footer, nails it. My goodness. Talon's feeling it tonight. It's got, or this afternoon, he's got eight. Dinwiddie driving, puts the left shoulder into Fontecchio, foul on Fontecchio. I got to say, Ron, and I know the yellow uniforms have caused a lot of reaction from people throughout the years. Tonight in this setting, or this afternoon in this setting, they're pretty great. The yellow of the Jazz with the black contrasting to the black and white of the Nets is a really neat color combo tonight. And it's, or this afternoon, sorry, I'll eventually get this right. And it's actually even better because there's a unique part of Barclays Center game, similar to the Staples Center. They turn the lights out so that it's, the court is spotlighted, kind of like it's a Broadway show, right? Yeah. The stage is spotlighted there's no other lights on it makes the uniforms pop even more so i think this looks great today i mean join it there as well and, and the uniforms i mean you don't have problems finding the number on those uniforms no i don't think we're gonna see the yellow a lot more in our lives but i think this one is a pretty neat night of it here's Toscan anderson bumping backing working shoves off with his left hand tries to get the shot off with a wild right hand hook it's an air ball yeah this really took Took away that right hand, didn't he? 17, kind of forced him to go back to the left. Cam Johnson, hard attack. Flares it out left side to Royce O'Neal. Left side, Johnson. Driving to the rack. Kessler's there. Takes away his shooting window. Gives it inside. Bumping, backing, powering in is sharp. His right hand hook's no good. Rebound comes down to Kessler. Horton Tucker, full throttle ahead to the rack. Body bumped and fouled. He'll get two free throws. The guy's name is Dave Ron. Sharp. Sharp. You know who else's name was Dayron? Who, David? The wonderful guy at the front door in our hotel this week. Really? That guy who was super helpful, the bald guy? Yeah, okay, didn't know that. Yeah, I don't want to say our name of our hotel because you're just not allowed to ever, you're not supposed to say that, but yeah. shout out to the guy. Not a bad hotel. Dayron, no, well, you know. Ron, I'm one road game away from Hampton Inns and Spring Hill Suites. <laughs> Back in my life. I got for seven months, it's been four seasons, Rich Carlton's, Emma's, and other fabulous places. We're one road game away from the Spring Hill Suites and the Hampton Inn. I got no problem with either of those two wonderful places. Free breakfast in the morning. But that's where we're heading. We're, we're, not, we're not heading back to these, this level of hotels anytime <laughs> till October. 1715 Brooklyn. Dang. 
Well, you can do whatever you want. You, you're you're 70 whatever years old. You've earned it. Zone for the Jazz. Right side, O'Neal for three. Got it. Jazz zone has been eh, successful. They stopped it. They played it nine times against Boston, and they were good. They were didn't play it against San Antonio. They played against Phoenix, were great. They played against Sacramento, it was not. Fontecchio, right side, 18-footer, it goes 14. And air balls out of bounds, 20 to 15, Brooklyn. Now watch him shoot in practice, and boy, he gets his shot off quick, It's pretty much on the money. Uh, seems to miss that first shot, though, whenever he's... Joka Azubuke in the game for the Jazz, they go back to the zone. Luka Samanich in the game as well. Who scores for the Jazz? Better get transition opportunities defensively here. O'Neal, top to Bridges. Left side, Dinwiddie, overdone. Back-to-back -back threes for the Nets. Jazz have allowed the most threes, or 27th in the league in threes allowed since the trade. Number one, most threes allowed since in the month of March. Left side, Samanich, right-hand drive, into the lane, puts up a runner, it's an air ball as well, but they and an offensive foul on Adoka Azubuki, I think, on the pick. Nope. Foul. Foul is on Samanich for his drive. Samanich, first foul. He's had a lot of fouls in limited minutes here in his time with the Jazz. Jazz still in the zone. They've scored on three straight against the zone. And the Nets take the third most amount of threes of any team in the league since the trade deadline. 41% of their shots is threes. Bridges, three over the top, good. So the zone has been implemented for four straight possessions and allowed four straight threes. And the Jazz are down 11, 26-15. Here's Dunn, right side Fontecchio. Back to Chris Dunn. He doesn't want to take the three, so he drives in for his little floater, he missed it. Sharp rebounds. Royce O'Neal with a black headband and double zero on the chest. Brings it upside to Dinwiddie, high pick and roll. Rotates out to Royce, fires another three. Back rim no good, long rebound. Shamanich outside the three-point line, hands it to Scott Anderson. Juan comes down to the left corner. Comes off a Shamanich drag screen. Hands back to Dunn. Chris, hard left-hand drive, and he's fouled. Chris played college ball at Providence, so he's not too far away from his college days here. On this trip. And a foul on the Nets, brings us to a timeout. Three-point shooting has gotten hot for Brooklyn, and they lead it 26-15 here at the Barclays Center. Players sound flash. Like, if I'm in the dunker, there's certain times where you want to cut behind your man, like if he's really up, you want to get to the outside backboard, but, like, if my, if that guard on that opposite wing or slot or whatever is kind of going middle, then I don't want to go right in the defense, so it's kind of more like a banana Cut just understanding, you know, where to start from, too. A flash brought to you by Vivint, smart security professionally installed. Jazz have done Fontecchio, Toscan Anderson, Shamanich, and Azubuke on the floor. Hard to figure out where the offense is going to come from. This Toscan Anderson works his way with a left-hand dribble in his Shrek shoes in the lane, floats up a five-footer and scores it. 26-17. Jazz back in the zone. They're having a hard time getting stops in the zone right now. Well, they're giving up the three-point shot attempts. Four of five against the zone is the three right now. Got some very good three-point shooters on and this Joe team. Joe Harris back in. Seth Curry in the game. Those are great three-point shooters. 
Here's O'Neal in the lane to Claxton for a little floater over Azubuke and scores it. So they have scored on, at least according to our unofficial numbers, eight of 12 opportunities against the zone here in the first quarter. Just watching, I've watched O'Neal on television. He is very valuable to this team. Montecchio is fouled outside by Curry. Does, he passes the basketball, he shoots the three at a high clip, what, 38%, something yep. like that. And, and uh, I noticed that he's starting to drive to the basket there a little bit more than what we saw in Salt Lake City What's there as well. What's interesting, Ron, about this team is that Seth Curry and Joe Harris, who are really built to play off Kyrie and Kevin Durant, Shamanich right side three, no good, rebound comes down to the Nets, have really struggled since they the trades. Curry and Harris can't find their kind of rhythm with this group. But they're also players who are standstill shoot dead eye shooters who play off of players like Durant and Curry. Here's Joe Harris for three, no good. Rebound Azabuke. 28-17, 50 seconds left in the quarter. And a bad pass by Toscana Anderson is stolen by Harris. Harris will stop outside the three-point line. He'll miss again. And the rebound comes down to Toscana Anderson. We'll try this again. 37 seconds left in the quarter. Shot clock's at 20. Jazz want to shoot this by 30. They get it out to Fontecchio left side. He'll take a step back three, contest it with 27 on the clock and miss it. 28-17, Jazz down by 11. Jazz are seven of 19 shooting, two of nine from three. Bridges. The white basketball at midcourt. Attacks with the right hand at Azubuke. Draws the foul. He'll get two free throws. With seven seconds, eight seconds left in the quarter. Ron, there's a really interesting thing going on in this game, kind of statistically. I like those things, you know. I, I, You're aware? I think you do. So, yeah. you know. so, since the trades, the Jazz made a defensive change. And they now allow the three and deny the rim. So the Jazz are the, since in the month of March, the Jazz allowed the most threes, 42% of their opponent's shots are threes. But they're the fourth best team at denying the rim. Since the trades, the Brooklyn Nets take the fourth fewest amount of shots at the rim and the fourth most amount of shots as threes. So in this matchup, the Jazz take away something that the Nets don't do. And they allow something the Nets want to do, which makes this a bit interesting. Totally interesting. One second left, Fontecchio three off the back rim, no good. And the Jazz have a miserable shooting first quarter and thus trail 30-17 to 17 at the end of one in Brooklyn, New York. First quarter's in the books. Brooklyn three-point shooting carries the day. They... Lead at 30 to 17, and the three-point shooting, particularly against the zone, was very successful. The Nets, who shot very well in the win against the Jazz, also, in fact, the Jazz, the win in Utah by the Nets was really a make-or-miss win. Like they shot inordinately well. They went four of nine here and above the break threes in the first quarter as well. They ended up in shooting 54% for the game. Chris Dunn underneath the basket, catches on a pass from Toscana Anderson and travels. He was like in that shoot or pass mode and didn't, and all of a sudden, Yudoka is not open and he puts it on the floor. Ochayabaji's back in the game. Nets are on a 19-7 run to close that quarter. Lowry marketing back in as well. Toscana Anderson just reached out and pushed Claxton as he ran through the lane. They'll call a foul on that. 
Nets space the floor well. Claxton's their only big, and then they have right now Curry, O'Neal, Johnson on the floor with Joe Harris. So two dead-eye three-point shooters, and then no real point guard on the floor. Johnson left side, pretty good shooter himself. Played his college ball at Pitt and North Carolina. Top to O'Neal, right wing Curry. Curry takes a long two and hits it. Nets 32, Jazz 17. They're calling that a three? Three, yes. I don't think so. Piscon Anderson, underhand scoop at the rim and scores it. You know, that last foul on, with, with Anderson, there's no reason to make that call. Curry, skip pass to Johnson. In the post to Claxton. It's got the smaller Toscana Anderson on him. And Claxton is second in the NBA in field goal percentage. Puts it off the glass and in. Who leads the NBA in field goal percentage, Ron? Probably Kessler. I mean, with yep. 73%. You got it. Chris yep. Dunn works himself into the gray paint. Floats it up and in. Here's Harris. Bounce pass to O'Neal. Touch pass to Curry. Curry puts it on the deck, goes behind his back, stops top of the key, rotates to Harris for a three, no good. Claxton gets the rebound over the diminutive Jazz guards. Flares it back out to O'Neal, fakes the pass, fires the three, misses, and Markinen rebounds. You know who I got to see before the game, Ron Lowry Markinen driving, loses the ball, turns I, I, it over. I, I got to Here's see Royce well, O'Neal to the rack, gives it to Cam Johnson, and Chris Dunn blasts Cam Johnson going to the basket. A pretty hard foul by Chris Dunn right there. That's amazing. Chris Dunn knocks him to the floor. He's going to try to help him up. And the Nets teammates would not let him. We'll do it. I wouldn't have, let, away him. From I wouldn't have let him uh, help him, him up, up after that well. foul either, to be perfectly honest with you. You the, got to see the, the point same I'm getting person uh, I got to see before the game? I did. And I think I hugged her before you. Uh, my hug was better. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> So the Curry three is a two, by the way. They changed it to a two. Yep. 30, and now they're reviewing whether Chris Dunn committed a flagrant foul. And every old school ball player is going to watch this one and think to themselves, we would never have called this flagrant. And it might be. Because we're 2023, and there's a chance. Utah Jazz play-by-play -play is brought to you by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. While these guys are reviewing this, Let's hear what Will Hardy said about what Nets, Brooklyn Nets head coach and former jazz player Jock Vaughn was teaching him in San Antonio. Him sharpening his teaching, really fleshing out like how to teach the offense, how to verbalize a lot of things about our offense. Um, so he was trying to improve that piece for himself, but really he was giving me a ton of his time to help me like dive in and really learn the ins and outs of our system in San Antonio. I still, I still have the notebook in my office of, um, and I just keep it as a reminder of like somebody that really gave me their time, their energy. Penalty one for wind up impact and policy. Flagrant foul penalty one says Rodney Mott on Chris Dunn. Dunn went into him hard with the right hand and then pushed off with that hand. They're calling that a wind-up on the foul. A wind-up to me is like that Bob Gibson fastball, you know. With a 1.12 ERA. <laughs> now, the point I was making about a foul a few minutes ago that Anderson made where he just bumps 
uh, Claxton going across the lane. Yep. I mean, there's no reason to make that call. Claxton just keeps going. He doesn't let it bother him. And, and, but the league is so non-contact. Didn't affect the play at all. Johnson's first free throw is no good. You think that was flagrant, by the way? It was a hard foul. Yeah, you could, I don't, don't have a problem with that. We don't have hard fouls in our league anymore. Yeah. Rightfully so, frankly. And Chris Dunn steals the inbound pass, now goes the other way and lays it up and in. So there's payback. Out of the flagrant foul, they got one point. Dunn gets the strip on the inbound and takes it the other way. Jazz down 35-23. Boy, was he in that passing lane awfully quick. Abaji defending. Right side, Curry. Curry works through a 20-foot jump shot, front rim. Toscan Amsterdam high up for the board. Outlets to Abaji. Pink shoes, black leggings, yellow uniform. Hard drive into contact. Bumper cars off guys and draws the foul. Royce O'Neal picks up his second foul. Well, that's a bad call on Royce. That foul was on Joe Harris. That foul was Joe Harris pushed Abaji into Royce O'Neal. Ochai Abaji on the foul line. The legendary... What do you call him? Free throws good. The... Who, what? The guy that tries to put voodoo on you behind the basket oh, yeah. when you're making free throws. Dr. Gets Whammy a lot of or attention. something like that? Yeah. Mr. Whammy? But he's on the far side. Foul has changed to Harris. <laughs> it's good that I can, like, be here and be better than the officials tonight on these two, or two calls. 35-25. I had my thoughts on the officials in Boston. I'll keep them to myself tonight. Johnson, right side Curry. Chest up top to Harris. Show and go inside to Claxton. Claxton in a little bit of trouble. Flares it back to Harris. Rotates to Johnson. Good ball movement. Back to Harris right side. Cutting the baskets. Johnson blocked by Azabuke, but it's off the glass first. Chris Dunn went down again. Chris Dunn has been literally faked to the ground a few times recently. 37-25, that layup is good as Azabuke's called for the goaltend. Marketing, yet to have a field goal, gets in the lane, forces it up from five feet out, misses. Uh, rebound off Azabuke out of bounds. Seven minutes so far for Doki, has a rebound and two points. Lowry's played eight minutes, has no points. Kelly Olenek played six minutes, has no points. Kelly Olenek is yet to come back in the game, though. Kelly Olenek on the bench. Royce O'Neal having some words to the Jazz yes, bench. He looked down the bench. He couldn't find anyone he knew. <laughs> then he found Jordan at the end. Here's Curry. Hands it back to Dinwiddie. Over to Sharp. Dinwiddie turns the corner. Bounce past Sharp. Attacking. Foul on Azabuke. And free throws for Duran Sharp. Azabuke picks up his second foul in seven minutes. And Walker Kessler gets off the bench. Walker's played eight minutes. Kelly Linnick getting ready to check back in. Halen Horton Tucker getting ready to check back in. Utah Jazz play-by-play brought to you by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Congratulations to our 15 MVEs this year. All were named our most valuable educators throughout the season. Congratulations to all. They all... Received a and one or two, maybe one more to announce this year, but 
They all received a visit from a jazz bear, $1,000 grant, and a personalized jersey, tickets to watch a jazz game in a suite. Sharps free throws are good. And the Nets lead at 39-25. 8.53 left second quarter. Horton Tucker to the front court with a black legging on his left leg. And he holds the left-hand dribble. Terminates. Gives to Markinen. Lowry up top, guarded by O'Neal. 7-1 against 6-4. Lowry double-teamed and fouled. So they're bringing a double on Lowry every time he puts it on the deck. Once he puts the ball on the floor, here comes the double. It's another one of these learning moments for Lowry. I think what he's also going to learn, David, is, is when he's driving in that spin move. You know, a lot of times the guys wait for you to spin, and they're right there waiting on you. Kelly Olenek back in the game, has it. Takes a dribble to his right. Trying to get it to someone. No one can get it. Baji comes to get it. Three on the clock. Trying to work one-on-one. Not his forte. Fades from the free throw line and air balls. O'Neal brings it up to the front court. 39-25. Jazz having a tough offensive game. O'Neal for three. Missed it. Linux grabs the rebound. Jazz offensive rating right now is a 80. Horton Tucker down low to Kessler and a foul on the Nets on a pass off. If the game were to end tonight, right now, which it does not, luckily, in case you're wondering, rules have not changed. The Jazz offensive rating would be in the zero percentile of all offenses for the season. Arguably, it might be the worst offensive performance of the year. Here's Abaji. Left side, Horton Tucker. Jazz down by 14. Horton Tucker going one-on-one on Royce. Makes no inroads. Steps through now to the rack and scores it. Boy, he drove right, drove right, drove right, got nowhere, and then spun, drop-stepped, and got to over the other side and laid it up and in. Nice setup by Taylor. 39-27. Second guy through is Johnson. He grabs on the left side, comes back to a left-hand dribble, snakes around, turns for an eight-foot jump shot, no good. Olenek flares in for another rebound. Kelly will lead the break himself. Point Olenek to the front court. Chest it up to Abaji. Ball fakes on Curry, not known as a defensive player. Left side to Markin, swinging through on Din- spinning through on Dinwi. Here comes the double team. They knock it out of bounds. And you see the spin move, waiting on the spin move. He's driving baseline. They cut him off, and then there's Curry. Going to double team and the spin move, that means that defender's going to be right there. And we have an inbound to Markin, high above the defense. He taps it in, and there's a foul. Here's what the Jazz are giving Lowry the ball in a standstill and making him go to work. Here's what Will Hardy said about this, about Lowry being more aggressive and starting from that standstill. You know, it's something that he's working on a lot, his individual work, trying to get a little bit lower when he has the ball, especially when he's starting at a standstill, like you're talking about. You know, he's he's really forceful when he gets, catches the ball on the move, but we're trying to work on him generating some of that on his own um, from a standstill. So we'll, we'll put him in some of those spots in the game to help him feel those moments. You know, we've talked a lot this year with some guys about, like, I'm a big believer. You have to get some reps at it in the game. You can't just watch it on film and do it in practice. Will Hardy, the shot gets knocked off. What that and does, David, is makes him quicker. If he's down lower on the ball dribbling, makes him a lot quicker. He's not playing straight up. And here Lowry slips a pick, catches and dunks. He now has his first field goal tonight. Right side lob inside from Dinwiddie. It hits the rim. 
Alinek leads the break with a tough pass to Horton Tucker. Catches, lays it up and in. And Jock Vaughn calls timeout. So the Jazz, whose offense was hovering around an 80 for two possessions, now have found themselves at the rim for a dunk and a layup and hopefully have ignited things. They're down by just eight. 39-31, seven minutes left here in the second quarter. A quick 10-4 surge by the Jazz. Let's go back into history. This year is Team 49. Before Team 49, what happened on this day in Utah Jazz history? Let's go back to 2012. The Jazz took on the Portland Trailblazers. Mid-season matchup after falling behind by 13, Paul Millsap would go off, scoring 31 points, grabbing 11 rebounds, and leading the Jazz to a 102-97 victory. Millsap, tough follow-away Millsap makes it off the window. At the horn, no shot, and the Jazz grab one on the road. 102-97. Craig Bolajak on the call there. It's the Jazz. Fun to hear. Brought to you by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. WCF Insurance. Jazz trying to get back in this one. They're down by eight. The offense has really sputtered here early until the last two possessions. Horton Tucker has not sputtered as he works. Tough fadeaway. Barely nicks iron. He's six of eight. The rest of the Jazz team is seven of 21. Here's Dinwiddie driving. Flaring left side. Finney Smith, who's struggling with his shot since coming to Brooklyn. Was in Dallas, you might recall. Back to Dinwiddie. Second stint for him in Brooklyn. Inside to Bridges, and he scores it. Kel Bridges is their go-to guy now. He's got nine points here early. Over the course of the night, what you should expect is about 18 shots from Bridges, 14 from Dinwiddie, and 12 from Cam Johnson. That's the new Nets. Marketing trying to catch in the post. Bad pass. He has to go out to the three-point line to catch it. Starting from a standstill, he puts on the deck. He fades back off the left foot, no good. Kessler grabs the rebound with his back to the basket, puts it off the glass, but misses. Johnson. That's the guy I said was third most likely to shoot on a possession. Gets inside, fades back, and hits from eight feet out. 43-31. So since the trades, Bridges at 28 a game, Dinwiddie at 17, Johnson at 17. Markin and left side since the trades by the Jazz, he's at 28. Gives to Horton Tucker. Hard left-hand drive. Gets the lane. High floater. Scored it. That was nifty. Got down the left side, then got caught off, and then floated it up over and in. Yeah, didn't have much room because of the backboard. I mean. Dinwiddie. Cross-court bridges. Driving on Abaji. Ball fakes. Fades back. Good defense. Shot short. Olenek rebounds. Horton Tucker to the front court. Taylor starting again for the Jazz. Lines up Dinwiddie. Hesitates. Spins. Stops. Finds Markin and cutting into traffic from 12 feet out. He just deftly pushes it up and in. Jazz back within eight. The offense flowing a little bit finally. Jazz offensive rating was below .8 of possession. That would be one of the worst nights all year. Starting lineup on the floor. No good here. Long outlet by to Horton Tucker. He's in a bit of trouble. Tries to save it. Can't. Alinek with another ill-advised pass. He's a little overly aggressive on the passing tonight. Left side, Johnson, three. Squirrels out. Rebound, Horton Tucker. Baseball outlet to Abaji. One guy back. Abaji to the rim. Wild layup, no good. Rebound, Kessler. Back over to Linick In the lane, off the glass. Foul. He can't finish. He'll get two free throws. Anytime he feels contact, I don't care where he's at, he's going to try to throw it up at the rim. 
knows he's going to get to the free throw line. Kelly, so versatile at six foot eleven. And boy, has he been good since the trade deadline. 14 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists a game, 51% from the floor, 36% from three. Now, Linux free throw is good. Do you think that opponent's free throw percentage is different if they're shooting at the side of the floor with Dr. Whammy or at the opposite side? I just want, does he take credit, though? Does he take credit for misses? I'm sure he does. <laughs> free throw is good. I don't know that his name's actually Dr. Whammy. I've kind of made that up. It's something like that. I thought he had front row seats, but he doesn't. He's like. Here's Dinwiddie for three front rimmed it. Roll around good. Mr. Whammy. I gave him a PhD in finger wagging. He's Dr. Whammy to me. 46 36. Jazz down 10. The three point shooting in the Nets, the difference so far. Olenek driving, reverse side layup up and in. Nice move by Kelly. Nets are 5 of 15 from 3. Jazz are 2 of 10. Finney Smith, top to Dinwiddie. Back to Finney Smith, driving on Kessler to the rim. Goes to dunk, gets rim checked and blocked. Finney Smith's down. Jazz have it, 4 on 5. 3 ball, Horton Tucker. Rattles around, bounces four times. Rebound collected by the Nets, who've done a great job on the defensive glass, despite not doing it very well earlier this year. Watanabe is in the game for the Nets. The Japanese player is a good three-point shooter. Top to Claxton, turns the corner, left-hand dribble at Kessler, scores it up and in. It's a little extra fun in this matchup. Because Nick Claxton went to the University of Georgia. Out of Greenville... South Carolina. But there's a little Georgia tie there. Claxton was the 31st pick of the first round. Huh? It's only 30 teams. 31st pick of the second round. Yes. <laughs> How about that, Dave? Yes, he was the first pick of the second round. Marking another tough three, no good. Kelly is, or Lowry's not getting good looks. He's forcing him up. He's two for eight. Jazz down ten. Dinwiddie, left hand drive. Cut off by Kessler. Now drives again on the baseline, hanging. Finds Watnabi, the left hander, no good. Push ahead to Dunn. Finds Kessler running the lane, finger roll, scoop, scores it. Nice. Give on the run. Jazz getting a transition opportunity. Walker's got his second field goal of the game. Watanabe. Out to Bridges. Their leading scorer. Bridges lines up a Linux. Drives with the left hand. Gets in the lane. Flares to Dinwiddie. Left corner, Finney Smith. Back up top to Bridges. He wants to go right. He almost always does. Now he cuts back. Fades back the other way. Misses badly in an air ball. Let me check that number, by the way. I think I just said it wrong. On 29 drives for the top this year, he goes left over 50% of the time. Excuse me, not this right. Is, this is Bridges. Bridges. Yeah. So you saw him start right there and come back left. He actually only goes right about 12% of the time. So if he goes right, he's actually faking to set up left. I said it wrong on that call, but you can remember that for the rest of the night. Time out on the floor. Brooklyn 48, Jazz 40. Two minutes left in the second quarter. 
This is a Utah Jazz Play for More player profile. Plus the foul. Leaf Tulane here with your Play for More player profile. Juan Toscano Anderson has playoff experience with the Warriors and discuss the difference between Game 65 and the playoffs. Uh, every play matters. Um, every possession matters. Got to be locked in. You know, it's the game within the game. Every possession is a game within the game. And so, you know, you can't let guys get going. You know, a guy, you were playing the Celtics, you know, a guy like Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, you know, they can run off 40, 50 points. So, you know, you kind of want to slow them down from the jump. You don't want to let them see the ball go in the rim and, They'll start to feel themselves. Interesting perspective from Juan Toscana Anderson earlier on this trip about what it was like to be on a championship team. That's your play for more player spotlight. 48 40, Brooklyn leads the Jazz by eight here. 145 left in the second quarter. Bridges three from the top, no good. Brooklyn's not shooting well in this quarter. They could have run away with this game. They're five of 20 and one of eight from three. Jazz offense has done all their damage in the paint this quarter. All 10 field goals as marketing gets in the lane, hangs, double clutches and scores it on the right baseline. And a contingency of Jazz fans cheering off and cheering for them in the left side. Yeah, ran into some out there in the lobby. 48-42, Dinwiddie, left-hand drive at Markkinen. Stops at the free throw line, chests it out to Finney Smith. Back to Dinwiddie, Olenek switches on him. Jazz bring a double, he goes away from the double. Kicks to the corner, Watanabe for three, good. He's a really good shooter. This is, this is what mistakes that teams make. The fact that they're, they're driving baseline, the obvious, obvious pass is that corner three, and we don't cut it off. Horton Tucker goes coast to coast, runs his head into the jaw of Spencer Dinwiddie, and that's an offensive foul on Horton Tucker. Horton Tucker, though, is still down. Dinwiddie is looking over at him. And finally, Jamal, our trainer, runs on out. Taps Kessler, says, I'll take care of it. Now, Horton Tucker gets up. Taylor's got 17 points for the Jazz on 7 of 10 shooting. Now, Jamal runs back. Well, he walks back. Offensive foul there on Horton Tucker. Taylor looks no worse for the wear. And Dinwiddie comes to the front court. Spencer had double-digit assists in their win the other night over Houston. Left side to Bridges. Driving, fading on the baseline, scores it. He's got some spots already he wants to get to, but there he is driving left. As we talked about as we headed to the last break, his heavy, heavy preference going left. Horton Tucker, step back three, front rim, sits on it, falls off, rebound, Jazz, ball out of bounds. We talked about it coming in, Jazz are a great offensive rebounding team, and the Nets are a bad defensive rebounding team, but the Jazz have just four offensive rebounds in 19 attempt opportunities so far tonight. 53-42, Brooklyn by 11, and Brooklyn's not shooting it well. Still lead by 11. Olenek for three, angle right, no good. Jazz are not really particularly close on their threes tonight. They're two of 14. And Horton Tucker's the only one with a three. Everybody else is 0 for 10. The Nets are just six of 18. They've not shot well in this quarter either. This has not been really very elegant. In fact, if this was on Broadway, it'd be canceled. 53-42, Horton Tucker reaches in, knocks away the Dinwiddie crossover out of bounds. Yeah, this three-point shooting tonight is 
this afternoon, rather, has not been very good. I'm Two for 13 <laughs> in the quarter combined. Eight of 32 for the game combined. And two teams that rely on it a bit. Dinwiddie throws one up at the end of the half, and appropriately, it's no good. So the Jazz really have a hard time scoring in this first half. In fact, the Jazz offensive rating right now is a 87.5. As we head to break, if I could put that in a bit of perspective. Uh, I don't think I can. Yes, I can. 87.5. There have only been... 10 teams all year with an offensive rating at the end of a game lower than 87.5. Jazz trail by 11 at the half. This copyrighted broadcast of the National Basketball Association may not be retransmitted, reproduced, rebroadcast, or otherwise distributed or used in any form without the express written consent of the NBA. The players are back on the floor. And he rocks the catball! The horn is sounding. The second half is ready to bring more non-stop NBA basketball. That's the 10 lays it up and in. Back to David Locke and the legend, Ron Boone. First half was really an offensive scuffle for the Utah Jazz. Let's see if they can get it going here. Horton Tucker, hard drive, kicks to the corner. Abaji for three, it's offline. And the rebound comes down to the Nets. Jazz half-court offense was at 85 points per position. 100 possessions, that's close to what they were overall as well. As Mikel Bridges gets in the lane and scores it. Jazz in transition were not very good either. In fact, neither team was very good in transition in the first half. That's why the Jazz are still in this one. Marketing, hard drive on the left angle, gets up above the cup and puts it off the glass and in. Jazz down 11, 55-44. Marketing to be a lot more offensive-minded here in this in this second half. Well, as we talked to Lamar Skeeter with at halftime, they really had quite a plan on him. Here's Bridges, catch and shoot three, back rim, no good, rebound to a limit. Boy, and you're so right about going left. I mean, he just loves to shoot using that left. Spinning, Horton Tucker in the lane, misses Kessler, follow up and in. Jazz had not been able to take advantage on the offensive glass either. That's an area where we thought coming in they would be able to make inroads. Anytime this lineup is 12 offensive rebounds a game. Driving, Dinwiddie, blocked by Kessler. Picked up by Horton Tucker. Full throttle ahead. Finger roll scoop. No. Marketing soars in and lays it in. And the Jazz are within seven. Nets have played a lot of close games. They need this one. They're sixth in the Eastern Conference trying to hold into the play-in spot. Playoff spot. Avoid the play-in. Jazz need this to get into the play-in spot. Here's Spencer Dinwiddie. Brings Marketing out. Now re-drives to the rack. Into his body. Draws the foul. Floats it up and scores it. Yeah, you're asking a lot from Markinen to have to defend Dinwiddie that far away from the basket at six foot five, but that's something he's probably gonna have to get better at at the position he's playing because he's gonna have to defend, you know, guys like that throughout his career. The day and age of being able to not defend out on the perimeter is, is are over. Like yes. there's too much switching defenses, too many versatile players, too many seven, eight drivers coming into the league of the first pick of the draft. Yeah. I don't think he's seven eight yet. Here's Marketing, seven feet, driving on Claxton. Flares out to Horton Tucker, hits some threes early, fires, misses, and the Nets rebound again. Brooklyn's really doing a great job on the offensive glass in this game. Nets by 10, hard drive, Finney Smith to the rack, misses the layup. Rebound tapped by Lennon, controlled by Marketing. Bright orange shoes tonight for Lowry. Over the top pass, Horton Tucker. Tries to drive left on the baseline, spins back to the right, jump pass to 
Olenek, Kelly pump fakes the passes, finds Markin on a slice to the basket, he's fouled. Pinpoint pass, I mean, there wasn't much room for air on that pass, and, and Markin does a great job when you see a player overplaying you, you go back door. Lowry, two free throws coming up. Here's what Will Hardy said about Lowry and his understanding of what he means for this team. You know, he knows going into every game that he's going to get to touch the ball a lot. He's going to get a lot of a lot of situations where he can score, he can make plays, and in some ways that, that settles your brain some too. You know you're going to get opportunity, and so there's not like an anxiousness. Every time I touch the ball, I may have to feel like I make something happen. Lowry works himself up to 12 points. And nine shots in that first half. That's the reason I think he's been averaging 18, 19 a game. Here are the Nets. They want to get 23s up per half. They have 20 on the game right now. Reverse side layup for Mikel Bridges is good. Bridges is their leading scorer at 13. Horton, Horton Tucker has 17 for the Jazz. Markinen has 12. Catch and shoot. Lowry right side short with the three. Abaji gets the offense rebound. Gives it to Lowry, powers to the rack, comes up the reverse side, no. Kessler taps it around, but it's controlled by the Nets. Bridges in the open floor, goes to his left hand, draws the foul, and gets two free throws. There's a scouting report. Well, it's gonna be interesting to see. He's so left-hand dominant, the numbers are so obvious, and he's only been the go-to guy now for 22 games. Like, what happens to him next year, 40 games into the season, as teams begin to take that away and, and react? Make him shoot going to his right. It's amazing how his game has just completely made a 360 from the way he played in Phoenix. 28 points, five rebounds, three assists, shooting 51% from the floor and 43 for three in the 22 games with the Brooklyn Nets this year. And that started from the day he got here, too. Yeah. I mean, he when he first. And he was quoted in an article saying, I got traded at the right time. Yeah. Right? Like, I was ready to go. And I wasn't going to get to do that. 62-50, nine minutes left here in the third quarter, Nets by 12. Hope you had a wonderful day if you're heading home from the slopes. Left side three for Markkinen, rattles in, it might just be a two though. It is. If you're heading back Sunday from whatever group events you might have been a part of, oh, thanks for tuning in. Jazz have struggled offensively tonight, trail by 10. Here's Dinwiddie left side, driving on Abaji, nice defense. Misses the shot. Rebound marketing and knocks away from Olenek, not knowing they're on the same team despite the bright yellow jerseys. Here's Dinwiddie's drive. Kicks to the corner. Cam Johnson for three. Good. Johnson had 30 against the Rockets the other night. What can they do in the East? Can they make do some damage in well, the East? Well, an interesting matchup with Philly is Horton Tucker hard drive into traffic at the window. No. Market and tip. No. Loose ball over to Abaji. Three from the corner is good. So here's what's interesting. When they play Philadelphia, they like to run, and Philadelphia is slow. The second one that's interesting is I think Finney Smith guards Embiid. Not Claxton. It's a drive by Bridges. This time going to his right hand, and he makes the shot and foul by Horton Tucker. So Bridges now up to 19. So what I think is interesting, Ron, is that they'll guard Embiid at the elbow with Finney Smith and allow Claxton to just kind of roam off of P.J. Tucker, 
off of probably off P.J. Tucker. So then the other thing is, are the Nets one-on-one players, Bridges and Dinwiddie, good enough to take advantage of Harden? P.J. Tucker's not much of a defender anymore. Can they, can they get one-on-one matchups in that series to bother people? Abaji driving. Kessler, left corner three for Walker, back rim. And we have a whistle and a foul. It's on the Nets. Do you think they can? That's uh, just thinking about that while you were, you were talking about it. And, and I think, boy, it, it'd be a tough call. Uh, and I would imagine that Embiid is smart enough that he's not going to let Dinwiddie. Uh, Finney Smith. Finney Smith just dominate him at all. I mean, he, he's smart enough that he'll go to his strong points. Marketing, driving, gives it off to Horton Tucker, attacking, a lot of contact, misses at the rim, rebounds loose, guys are on the ground, Kessler's slow to get up, seems staggered almost, doesn't seem almost staggered, seems uh, Walker Kessler's not quite sure what's going on right now. He is like noticeably tilting as he walks right now. He goes to the free throw line, the foul on the other side as Dinwiddie drove to the basket, scored, and was fouled by Linux. Walker's holding his shorts. Jamal's up off the chair, as is Lamar Skeeter. Interesting to watch Walker. He was drifting noticeably. And now a foul and a timeout, and I think they're going to check on Walker. Jamal comes up to him. Walker says, I'm fine. Jamal's like, uh, yeah, okay, great. I'm going to check and make sure you're fine. Because I actually, at this moment, do not believe you. 71-55, Brooklyn leads by 16. Seven minutes left in the third. Oh, boy, he goes beast mode. He's blazing. He's blistering. He's scorching. He's your Utah Jazz hot player of the game. Slams it home. Horton Tucker. Played at Iowa State, comes off the double stagger left to right, crosses it over, pulls for an off-the-bounce three and hits it. Boy, that's a confident shot. Horton Tucker, right side, guarded by Spencer Dinwiddie. Similar size players. Steps behind the three-point line and rips the cords again. Horton Tucker, left-hand drive, powers into Dinwiddie, fades back, scores it. That's Taylor Horton Tucker. That's your hot player of the game. He unfortunately just airballed. Walker starter... Taylor started the game well from threes, now two of six. He hit his first two. You heard those there. Walker Kessler was, in fact, shaky, shall we call it, and has since been taken to the locker room by Jamal and Eric Phillips, actually taken by Eric Phillips, lobbed to Finney Smith in a slam dunk. So the Jazz are down 18. And we have... Trying to find it. Six minutes to play in the third quarter. They take everything off the board here for a moment. And then a jump ball from Montecchio is an air ball. So the Jazz offense is struggling to hit the rim right now. What I'd like to see him do is is work on driving to the basket. Get started that way. And and he's so enamored with shooting the three-point shot. Alinek and Markinen in with Abaji, Fontecchio, and Horton Tucker. Left baseline jump shot misses for the Nets. Jazz down 18. Lowry, Abaji, three ball, angle left, no good. Rebound tapped around. Rebound comes down. 
to Mikel Bridges. Ochaibaji's two for seven tonight. Dinwiddie, high pick. Burks to his left, no one's guarding him. He's wide open for three, missed. Defensive breakdown by the Jazz there. Horton Tucker, full steam ahead, forgot the basketball. Round ball robbery from Bridges. He runs into a Linux. it's a blocking foul. left in the third. Jazz offense tonight is a 93.2. What does that mean? That means that they are scoring, it's now a 90. They're averaging 0.9 points per possession. If I can put this in perspective for you, teams this year, There's only been one team that's under .8 all year. That gives you any idea. There have been about 30 teams that have had a game under .9. There has only been one team all year. Like, you, you can't win, I guess is what I'm about to tell you. There has only been one team all year with an offensive rating under .92 that has won a game all season long and there have been about 57 of those performances. This is, you're asking a lot out of your defense. Jazz are down 19, Lowry right side three, no good. Rebound comes down to Finney Smith. 74-55 Brooklyn, a win tonight by Brooklyn and they get their magic number to two to clinch a playoff spot and not have to play in the play-in. At the top, Bridges, chest left side, Finney Smith drives, hands it off to Sharp. Right corner, Curry rotates to Dinwiddie. Penetrates the lane. Back out to Bridges. 4-3. They missed it. Used all the shot clock. Offensive rebound, Sharp. Chest to Dinwiddie. Three ball right side. No good. They deserve something for that. That was beautiful basketball. Push ahead, marking it. Lowry, 6 of 16 tonight. Underhand scoop to Horton Tucker. Spinning in the lane. Hard attack. Misses at the rim. Taylor suddenly 7 of 18. He started so well. Curry for three in transition. No good. So Scott Anderson rebounds to the Jazz in the yellow uniform with 95 on his chest. He rotates to Abaji. The pink shoes accelerate to the rack and he lays it up and in. Jazz cut the deficit to 74-57. Better team playing fast or the half court? In theory, everyone's better in the half court. In all honesty, about the Jazz, since the trade deadline, Ron, they're last in the NBA in efficiency and transition. So, yes, they have played better. They've played more quickly. They have done been in transition much more. They're not good at it, though, in comparison to the rest of the league. They rank 30th in transition offense since the trades. And I just wonder if our big lineup has something to do with that. Probably so. I don't have a lot of elite athletes that are great rim finishers. No. Transition is rim finishing. There's a lot of them. Jazz down a palindrome, and it's never good to be on the wrong side of a palindrome. 75-57. Walker Kessler, concussion evaluation will not return. That was clear if you were watching. He was staggered. Came to the bench, as most players will do, and say, I'm fine. And that's usually not the case. 
76-57, Jazz down now after the free throws. And 23 the, for Bridges. And beating the Jazz tonight with, without knocking down threes. Done in the lane, fouled, and finishes. Yeah, that's interesting. Brooklyn, they've still taken, you know, they are, we've talked about throughout the game, they're taking 41% of their three shots as threes since the trades. It's become very three-dependent. They also deny the three very well. They're the second-best team in the league at denying the three. But they have taken 25 of their 60 shots as threes. They've just only made seven, or they'd be up by a lot more. The Jazz, though, really it's a struggle offensively tonight. Jazz are 25 of 63 from the field and three of 22 from three. And Dunn misses the free throw. Jazz offensive rating has slipped to a .86. And an offensive foul on Royce O'Neal shoving off Toscana Anderson on the dribble. Yeah, there have, if the game were to end right now, there's only 10 teams in the in, had a game with less offensive efficiency than this one for Utah. As Toscana Anderson gets stripped by Bridges. Outlets to O'Neal. Mikel Bridges with it. Played his college ball at Villanova. Originally drafted by the 76ers. So he's, but they got traded by Phoenix. That's quite a story if you have not heard that story. 76-59, Bridges misses. Toscana Anderson in the lane, finds Abaji left corner. Ochai drives, Bridges reaches in, and a foul on O'Neal before Obaji travels. So the story on Bridges is he's drafted by the 76ers in the first round, and it's the greatest feel-good story you've ever had. He went to Villanova. He won a national title. His mom is an employee of the 76ers, and her son who she raised as a single mom in Philadelphia is going to come home and play for the... Oh, sorry, that hat you're wearing is not the hat you're going to play for. We've traded you to the Phoenix Suns. Tenth overall pick, 2018. Mom was very, very happy. And mom was then very, very sad. (laughs) Things happened for a reason, and now he's back not too far away from home. 76-61, 76-61, and foul on the Jazz. This has to be on Simone. Well, Simone loves to push he uses in his the hands back a lot. right before the pick comes, so you can't set the pick. But this one's undone. Jazz do this generally a lot. Most teams do right now. Where when teams run small, small pick and roll, you push the guy so that he can't actually set the pick. Here's what... Speaking of small, small pick and roll, here's what Alex Jensen said to us before the game about what the primary offensive set of the Nets would be. A lot of, uh, if it's not a dragon transition, they'll run an, or the horn set, a lot of small, small stuff. We'll be switching tonight, so we got to talk loud and early and be decisive because we mix up our switches and our coverages, and that's when they're good. Then they, get the three on four advantage, two on three, then they end up with a three or things like that. But don't foul Dinwiddie, Communic- get him in the half court and then communicate those switches and we should be all right. Jazz defense has not been so bad as Abaji misses a three here. The ball ricochets off a bunch of guys and rolls all the way out to half court and then Toscan Anderson can't corral it, it goes out of bounds. Really the Jazz defense has been pretty good tonight, Ron. When you're having an offensive struggle like they are right now, it is hard to be decent, good defensively. 
the Jazz are really having an offensive struggle this evening, this afternoon. 78-61, Brooklyn. Royce O'Neal, mid-block, Bridges, handoff. That's that small, small right there, talking about. No big center on the pick and roll. Bridges drives, fades off the glass, no good. Sharp puts the offensive rebound back up and in. Nets by 19. Quickly, Abaji off-stepped, off-balance steps into the lane, lays it up and in. Ochai, now 4 of 10 with 13 points. He's been to the line four times. Bridges turns the corner, gets to his spot, going to his right, fires and hits. So Mikel Bridges showing some versatility with right and left here in the second half. Scott Anderson trying to play off the bounce, swings through, puts up a left-hander, no good. That's not his game. 82-63. Bridges. Mikel's got 27. He went over 30 with some regularity since being traded. Pull-up jumper in the mid-range, no good. Doka Azubuke grabs it, outlets it to Fontecchio. Simone driving into Curry, and that is a blocking foul on Curry. Timeout on the floor. Mikel Bridges has lost a contact. Otherwise, he has not missed much tonight. He's got 27. Timeout, 155 left in the third. Brooklyn 82, Utah 63. The NBA is nonstop. What's trending in the NBA? An in-season tournament, limitations on the highest spending teams, and expanded opportunities for trade and free agency for mid and smaller team payrolls. However, the biggest thing that stood out to me is players must play a mandatory 65 games to qualify for postseason awards. New collective bargaining agreement. Boy, we should not take that for granted. That's your NBA now. Boy, that's wonderful. Thank you to Adam Silver and all involved. Yeah. Seven years. Well, Simone is Simone really off throws. tonight. A lot of jazz players being asked to do an awful lot offensively right now. Come back in the zone, see if they can. Jazz had a really tough time in the zone in the first half. Of course, a turnover here. Fontecchio on the run. To the lane, layup good. In some traffic. Simone comes in struggling a little bit, as Ron said right there. He had the really nice game at home against Milwaukee when he went four for seven at 26, but since then, remember he's been banged up a little bit. He was inactive against Phoenix. But he came in three of his last 16 shooting. He's 0 for two tonight. So it's another stretch, or three of his last 18 from three. And he had one of these stretches earlier this year where he really just couldn't buy one. You remember he came back starting right after the trade, and he only hit four threes in his first eight games that he played. And over that time period, it was only four of, I think it was 30. Toscana Anderson working off the bounce left side. Nice crossover. Jump stop in the lane. Throws it away. 
Simone runs it down with a left-hand underhand scoop back to Dunn. He squirrels in the lane, loses the basketball out of bounds. It's going to be off of the jet, off of the nets. Cam Thomas is in for the first time. He had some monster scoring games in the middle of the season this year, and then went out of the rotation. Markinen's three angle left is good. Ooh and ahs from the crowd. Tyson Ewing is working on the broadcast, lets me know we had not seen the replay of what happened to Taylor to Walker Kessler. We did see he had pretty visibly concussive concussion syndromes and, or symptoms, and that's why he's in out of the game. He tells me that he caught an elbow to the jaw from Kalen Horton Tucker. So it was from it was friendly fire. Here's marketing in the lane, curling. Fading, missing, and the Jazz trail at 85-68 as the clock moves to 30 seconds left in the third quarter. O'Neal hands to Curry. Right side, Thomas against the zone. Thomas always looking for a shot. Thick, lower body, works into the lane, fades back on the jumper, misses. Rebound from Tecchio with 10 seconds left in the quarter. Simone to the front court. In and out, right hand dribble, steps through the lane, finds Toscana Anderson, left corner three, back rim. And that wraps up the first 36 minutes of required play. And the Jazz are being outscored by the Brooklyn Nets, 85 to 68. And the offense continues to just not be able to find a rhythm today in Brooklyn. Right corner three. Wow! 36 minutes are in the books. The crowd is getting at, and the fourth quarter is here. 12 minutes to go. Here's David Locke and the legend Ron Boo. Jazz offense just can't find a rhythm tonight, can't find the threes. And they are trailing 85-68. Jazz are 4 of 25 from three. Taylor Horton Tucker hit the first two threes he took tonight. And since then, the Jazz have missed 21 of their last 23. 85-68 is the score. Jazz back in the zone. Seth Curry, three left side is good. Game swung a little bit early in this game when the Jazz went to the zone and the Nets hit four straight threes. Alinek progresses his way through the paint about as efficiently as a yellow cab on a busy day through Fifth Avenue, but he gets to his finish line and lays it up and in. Those yellow cabs, I believe. I thought you'd like you that kidding? one, Ron. <laughs> I like the Kelly Olenek slow drive. You and I was on the street yesterday, so we... Watanabe, right corner he three. Perfect. corner. Left-hander from Japan. He'd only taken six in the last five ball games. Nice. You know, what's super interesting is there's a bunch of analytic drives here in Charles Foul. If you look at the Nets season, there's a bunch of these guys that were really important complementary players to Durant and Kyrie. And then they go and add four players. Johnson, Finney, Smith, Bridges, and Dinwiddie. And frankly, you know, Kyrie played occasionally and Durant played occasionally. So... All of a sudden, they added four players, and a bunch of guys are out of the rotation. Abaji tries an off-the-bounce three. It's an air ball. 
Royce was all over him. Yeah, and all of a sudden, their minutes are going right. down. The, the number of shots they get per game is... Curry's is, not playing nearly as much. He has it here. Fakes the pass. Watanabe's out of the rotation. He has it here. Fires the three. Misses. Back out top to Royce, who's playing far less than he used to be. He was starting. He airballs a three. And all three of them exemplify why on that possession. Just kidding. We, hey, if you can't laugh down 21, what can you do? Chris Dunn misses a floater. The Jazz offense is... Struggling so badly tonight that they are in rare air for bad offensive performances this year. Or inefficient, at least. Here's Watanabe driving to the rack. Hands off to Sharp. Easy layup. Jazz are down 23. Will Hardy stands. Arms folded. Play card in his back right pocket. Watching the action. Jacques Vaughn, his good friend, stands with his hands in his pocket. Chewing gum with his beard bouncing up and down. As Abaji drives the lane. Coming with a left hand into the middle of the... Lane and lays it up, plus the foul. Wow, the Minnesota Timberwolves are playing with their food tonight. Minnesota is playing Portland, who we can play like there's a great old drinking game, like Olympic sport or Olympic athlete or vodka. Used to play a game where someone would say something, and it was either an Olympic athlete or a vodka, and you had to guess which. Like, we could play a game with the Portland Trailblazers, NBA player or like great political scientist, and you wouldn't know which one it was. Right side, Curry for three, no good. Rebound back, tapped out. And Minnesota leads 88-86 tonight. Curry misses another three. I said this earlier, but if this game was on Broadway, it would have one week and then have been shut down. Dunn driving, draws the foul. It has not been an elegant one tonight. Jazz got their big three back together, their big seven-footers back together to start. And Kelly Olynyk's done a job on the boards. He has 14 rebounds tonight. There have been plenty. The Jazz have missed 44 shots, and the Nets have missed 41. Chris Dunn's free throw hits the back rim, goes up over the glass and in. I mean, we can't even make free throws look pretty right now. The theatrics behind the guy at the... Oh, Mr. Whammy? Yeah, I mean, he, when, when you make it, it's like it's the worst thing in the world. He throws his hands up in the air. It's like... Puts his mask and, back on, looks the at the crowd. The not working anymore. He feels like he just let him down as Dunn makes both free throws. Jazz down 93-75 and a foul up top is an offensive foul on Sharp. So your Zions bank starters tonight, Lowry Markin in return, played 27 minutes, he has 17 points. Horton Tucker has 17, Abaji 16. Walker, who's out with concussion-like symptoms, has, or evaluation, has six points, eight rebounds, and Kelly Linick has five points, 14 rebounds. Chris Dunn drives, shoves off, corkscrews, and lays it up and in. And Jacques Vaughn wants a timeout. The Jazz have cut it to 16. With 8.43 left, if you're on your way home from a wonderful ski day, gathering of friends, thanks for taking the time with us. Let's see if the Jazz can bring a flurry home here at the end. They're down 93.77. Three, two, one. Your Utah Jazz game summary. Here's Abaji, hard right-hand drive, spins, stops, fades back to get the shooting window and scores it. And here Lowry slips a pick, catches and dunks. 
Olenek driving, reverse side layup up and in. Nice move by Kelly. That's your America First game summary brought to you by America First. For the finest in financial products, visit AmericaFirst.com, the official credit union of the Utah Jazz. Jazz trailing it here in your game summary, 93-77. to Pull-up jumper for Cam Thomas is no good as Samanich rebounds. Make a fast break for your financial goals today with low-rate loans, flexible checking, and savings accounts, and more. All at America First, the official credit union of the Utah Jazz. Samanich, three, left side is good. Ron, here's some irrelevancy with numbers. Your offensive rating is below 95 this year in the NBA. You're 5 and 90. Pretty hard to win. Your offensive rating is below 92.5, which is where the Jazz were before Salmon had hit that last shot as Curry drives the lane and scores. You're 1 and 52. If your offensive rating is sub-90, which is where we were at halftime, you're 0-25. Jazz defense and effort tonight has actually been pretty good considering the offensive struggles. The Jazz are shooting 42.1% and shooting 5 of 27 from 3. The last two field goals and, and, and even this possession here, Kelly Olenek, point guard Kelly Olenek, has brought the basketball up very quickly and have been able to get something going. Jazz have cut it to 15 with 7.45 left here's done. Down low, Olenek in the post, little hook shot, short. And the rebound comes down to Dinwiddie. Kelly's got 14 boards. Cameron Johnson left side, picked by the Phoenix Suns, part of the Kevin Durant trade. He's been averaging 17 points a game since coming to Brooklyn. Drives with the left hand, underhand scoop and a foul by Olenek. Kelly's a little angry right now. Kelly is the nicest, mellowest, coolest, ponytail wearing, hat on backward, dude, beard, three wedding creator, chill guy until it tips off. And then that whole side of Kelly Olenek disappears. He's a little bit like Led Tasso. And that is... So sad that you don't know what that is, Ron Boone. So sad. <laughs> you know who Ted Lasso is? Nope. Oh, Ron. Summer projects for Ron Boone. Can you watch the show Ted Lasso this summer, Ron? I think you might enjoy it. I said no because I don't want you asking me any questions about <laughs> it. <laughs> Chris Dunn, left wing, Samanich. Bullets it down low to Markin and rotates to a Linux. Top to Horton Tucker, penetrates the lane. Underhand scoop with the cup, no. Tip follow, no. Talon takes a lot of contact on drives, but evidently not enough to draw any fouls. As Johnson drives, misses, rebounds tipped around a foul on the Jazz. Talon gets to the basket with such proficiency, but he is not a great rim finisher yet, Ron, and he is not able to draw fouls yet. I wonder why. You know, when he tries, he, he does draw contact. But, you know, a lot of times guys that's as strong as he is just don't get the benefit of the doubt. 
Last check, this is not totally up to date. He was at 58% at the rim. Which is really low for guards. Well, it's, guards are hard, have a harder time, but it's low for most guys. Lowest on the team other than Fontecchio is at 44%. 99 to 80, Jazz Flurry seems to have come up short. Hopefully the Storm does too. Left side, Samanich, right hand drive to the rack. High runner, no, he's fouled. For those of you who might be wondering, LSU seems to be on their way to beating Iowa for the national championship, which has to make the University of Utah women's team wonder what if at a rate that would be hard to fathom. What a great season they had. All are coming back, so you, you're you them. You have to think to yourself, you've got a chance to win the title. Samanich misses the free throw here. Jazz play in hopes might really be leaving us tonight. The Jazz probably had to win four of their final five, and tonight would have been the first one to go get. From Brooklyn's standpoint, this is a monster win for them. This takes their magic number down to two. Right side, Cam Johnson, guarded by Dunn. Puts the right shoulder into Dunn, maintains the left-hand dribble, gets the elbow, chests it back to Dinwiddie, one of the better isolation players in the league. Finds Claxton on the roll, and he dunks it. Jazz aggressively switched that. Claxton got behind the switch. 27 minutes with Claxton, but it's like he hasn't been on the floor. Six of six. He's not made an impact Making at all. a run at Walker Kessler for the field goal title. Right side, Chris Dunn for three is good. If Walker were to lead the league in field goal percentage at the end of the year, he would be the first rookie to do it since Jerry Lucas. Well, he has to fight Claxton. Claxton is at Claxton is now seven for seven on another alley-oop dunk. So the Jazz defense is not helping Walker's cause. Walker's in the locker room having concussion evaluation. Slipping the pick is done. Gets in the lane, kicks to Samanich. Right side three. Caroms off the iron slightly. I think it's that breeze that we're getting here. There is a breeze in our building. 103-84. Claxton puts it on the deck. Remembers he's got a field goal percentage title to win. Gives it up to Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie, double team from the Jazz. Inside to Johnson, rotates, bridges, wide open corner three, missed it. Claxon pushes off on Alinek on the rebound. And Kelly's grabbing the back of his left leg. And then talking to Claxon a little bit. And I can't tell whether it's in a jovial manner or whether it's and free throws for Alinek. Right now I have... Claxton at 72% and Kessler at 73%. So that would be a battle for the rest of the year. Both finish. Majority of their shots are at the rim. Here's a Linux next free throw. It's good. 103.85. Jad now 86. Five minutes to play. 
Brooklyn likely to open up the NBA playoffs with Philadelphia in the first round if they hold to the sixth seed. Bridges blocked by Dunn with some great defense on the left side by Chris. Loose ball run down by Toscana Anderson. Here come the Jazz. Right side marking and hard attack of the rack. He missed the lay in a foul. Lowry's like, where was the whistle, Rodney Mott, before the ball didn't go in? So here's what the East looks like from a standing standpoint. In all likelihood, four versus five is set. Cleveland will host New York. That's almost guaranteed. Which means Donovan Mitchell in New York City against Jalen Brunson. That's just match up. That so good. Three versus six is the 76ers versus the Nets. Has a little James Harden element to it. But also, the Nets are kind of just scrappy enough and small enough and wing player enough that it might not be a great matchup for Philadelphia. Milwaukee is likely to be the one seed, but they play Philadelphia tonight. Need a win. And Boston is a game and a half back, and then who knows who comes out of the play-in, as Dinwiddie drives. But if it's chalk, the interesting one is that Miami still seems to put a little fear into everyone. They've never clicked in this year. Their offense is scuffled. Their defense has been bad recently. They've given us nothing to make you believe other than the fact that they're the Miami Heat and they have Jimmy Butler. Thing hurting them is they just don't have size. They have re relying so much on the three-point shooting as they did last year. And they're not making them this year. And they're not making them. But I'm pretty certain that Philadelphia didn't want to see Jimmy Butler in the first round. Marketing hard drive to the rack, hangs in the air, misses. Misses the tip, and then a whistle and a foul. And Lowry has something to say about why it didn't happen on the first one. So if it goes as chalk, then Miami plays Boston. And here's a fun little one. We'll see. Atlanta and Toronto are tied after Fred Van Vliet's incredible night tonight. But could you imagine a little Atlanta-Milwaukee, meaning you have Quinn Snyder against Mike Budenholzer? in the first round. So the East, pretty well set. Miami and Atlanta will play the first matchup in Toronto and Chicago, or Atlanta, Milwaukee, Toronto and Chicago are all playing for positioning here the rest of the way. Atlanta plays Oklahoma City tonight. Toronto already won. Fred Van Vliet, the undrafted Fred Van Vliet with the Jazz down 103 to 90. Four minutes left, Jazz have cut it to 13. Here's Dinwiddie at the top. Driving travels. Thank you, people. They call it. Here's a crazy note on Fred Van Vliet. He had 20 assists tonight. He now holds the Raptor record for most points and most assists in a game, and he was undrafted. Undrafted, exactly. It's a 50-point game and a 20-assist game in his NBA career. Not a lot of guys have done that. He did just sign a massive contract. Marketing, left side. Horton Tucker, good. And the Jazz have cut this to 10 with 335 left. How about this? Talon's got 20, 9-0 run. Brooklyn has made everyone bite their nails ever since the trade. Dinwiddie's double team. Throws over the top of it to Clark Claxton. Up top to Bridges for three, missed it. Rebound, tap, corralled, marking and has it. 3.09 to play, down 10. Toscana Anderson through the lane. 
hanging, bounces to Olenek, he's tripped. No whistle on a call, and Kelly calls a timeout. So three minutes to play, and all of a sudden Brooklyn's let go of the rope, and the Jazz have made it a game. Be interested to see what happens next on Jazz Basketball. That kid is on fire on catch and shoot threes right now. The upcoming schedule is brought to you by the University of Utah Health. The Utah Jazz next opponent, the Los Angeles Lakers. Reeves into the paint, puts it up and in. Awkward AD for a spectacular dunk. Got it. Now to Troy Bound. Brown Jr. as he drives to the rack. Goes glass. We got a tie game. Hands it to LeBron. Three-pointer from the right wing. Good again. Boy, LeBron's hot. He's... That is your next opponent, the Los Angeles Lakers, who are playing much better. Anthony Davis has been a force. And they're in house Tuesday. Tickets available. Jazz down 10 here. Horton Tucker, hard drive to the rack. Gets to the window. Lays it up and in. And we're within single digits. For the first time in ages. Jazz trailed by as many as 23. Last time we were inside 10. Probably. The, could have been the first quarter. We trailed 30 to 17 at the end of one. Got it down to 11 by the half. So it might have been second quarter. Jazz run a double at Dinwiddie with nine on the shot clock. Right corner, Finney Smith. Inside to Cam Johnson. Driving, throws it away. Jazz have it down eight, 224 to play. Right side done. Back to Olenek. Rotates to Markkinen. 4-3. Missed it. Toscan Anderson saves it to a slicing Markkinen who lays it up and in. Six-point game. 103-97. Two minutes to play. Dinwiddie. Guarded by Markkinen. They run a double at him. Swings up top to Bridges. Their leading scorer. Working on Dunn. Back out to Dinwiddie, five on the clock. Big steps through the rack, lob to the rim, miss. Rebound comes down to Linux. Six point game, Jazz on the push. Horton Tucker attacking to the rack, finger roll, scoop of the score! It's a four point game! They trailed by 23! But this is a possession here that they need a stop. They get a stop here, we got a ball game. 103.99. They're doubling late in the clock. You expect to see. what he has it. Eight on the clock. He drives. No double comes. He shoves off. He fades. He scores. 105.99. Horton Tucker rolls into the front court. Now drives with the left hand in the lane. Got the whistle. Doubling it late in the clock like they did on about three or four possessions. They're really... Dinwiddie ended a 14-0 run there by the Jazz. And all of a sudden, Markinen now has 23 and Tucker with 24. Tail into the line. Zions Bank starters, 24 for Horton Tucker, 23 for Markinen. Free throw, rattles around and good. Back within five. Hadn't been single digits since the 942 mark of the third quarter. Now it's within two possessions. Jazz trailed by as many as 23. And now they're within four. 119 left. 105-101. Toscana Anderson's guarding Dinwiddie. Dunn is on Bridges. They get a switch. Marking and now guarding Dinwiddie and they double. 
He retreats out to the half court line, gives to Claxon. Claxon driving on a Linux. Little off balance, Kelly stole it. It's loose. It's picked up by Finney Smith. He's fouled, they'll get free throws. Boy, that would have been the, a great steal. He had it for a minute. That is stripped away. Kelly knocked it out of his hands, had it in his right hand, and then as he scooped it up, it went to Finney Smith. So Finney Smith will go to the line. 77% free throw but shooter. But he misses this one. Talon runs in to tell Markin in something. Runs over to tell Linick the same thing. Now runs back out. Finney Smith at the line. Acquired in the Kyrie Irving deal. Jazz play know him well from the playoffs. Makes the second, five point game. Nets 106, Jazz 101, 55.9 seconds left. Gotta go fast here. Horton Tucker, hard drive, untested, at the rim, lays it up and in. And the players are looking at each other like. 11 fourth quarter points for Talon. And full court pressure and a timeout has to be taken by the Nets. Jazz are now on an 18 to three run to make this interesting. One oh six, one oh six, one oh three. Brooklyn leads the Jazz. Forty six point eight seconds left. And what a flurry by Utah. Signature to the whole season. I really think that. What they've done in this fourth quarter, they start doubling late in the clock, and that puts a lot of pressure on the Nets to make the right pass and then have to worry about getting a high percentage shot there as well. 106-103, the Jazz out of nowhere. 35 points in this fourth quarter by the Jazz on a night when 35 points seemed like a Herculean task at times. Jazz have outscored the Nets 35-21 in the fourth. Okay, they've taken Claxton off the floor. An 18-3 run. So they've gone all guards here. Well, Finney Smith is somewhat of a hybrid. 106-103. O'Neal gets it into Dinwiddie. He's their primary ball handler. Bridges is their leading scorer. They bring a pick to the ball. Olenek gets switched. Scott Anderson won't accept it. Dinwiddie comes back off the pick. Olenek's now on Dinwiddie. They drive. Dinwiddie swings it back up top to Royce. Left side to Bridges. Gets to the rack. Layup good. They swung it through the closeout. Five-point game. Jazz need a three. So Scott Anderson's holding. Drives. Spins. In the lane. Finds Horton Tucker. Layup good. 16.2 seconds left. They really need a three there. Jazz need to foul, and that's why they need a three. They need to cut it to two. Now you're relying on two missed free throws. So the Jazz should have shot a three there. Chances to win now, very little.
108-105. What a flurry by Utah tonight. Fourteen point one seconds left. Puts free throw puts the Brooklyn Nets up by one, one oh nine, one oh five. Cam Johnson at the line. He's got his season average 17 since joining the team. And he makes them both. Timeout, Will Hardy. All right, we'll keep it here. Playoff race is interesting. Jazz are down five with 14.1 left. Let's go to Portland. No, let's go to Minnesota. Portland has been on a very impressive task Minnesota is trying to stay out of the play-in. This one should be easy, right? Yes. Let's go check in what's going on between Portland and Minnesota. And free throws good. 104-103. 42 seconds left. Fans come to their feet here. The Wolves are in desperate need of a stop. Kevin Knox, he's got the ball up top. Now to his left and Shane Sharp. Off the Eubank screen, Sharp looking to attack, Gobert runs it up, off glass, counted for two. 106-103, Shaden Sharp has put the Blazers up with 24.7 seconds left to play. We'll see if that holds. Portland, 106-103 with 24.7 seconds left. That would be the most stunning loss of the season for Minnesota to lose at home to Portland at this stage of the season. More stunning than what Steve Clifford Charlotte Hornets have been doing to people. Maybe Dallas losing to Charlotte twice. 110-105 here. Jazz need a three. A Linux inbounding in front of the Jazz bench. Marketing comes to the ball. A Linux can't get it to him. Instead it's a Baji. Left corner three. Good! 11.6 seconds left. Jazz within two. They foul Dinwiddie. Boy, Will Hardy is so good at time and score. I think that was like the second option. First option was for marketing, I, I thought, but they defended that very well. And then you have Abaji coming all the way across from the weak side of the floor and squares up, knocks this shot down. That was a tough look. Was, all right, Dinwiddie at the line. Jazz need a miss. 10.3 seconds left. First free throw, rattles around and misses. Jazz have a timeout left. Brooklyn has a timeout left. See if the Jazz use it or not. Here's Dinwiddie's second free throw. Linick and Markin are on the inside. The free throw's good. Hardy takes the three, takes the timeout. Jazz will need a three. Wow. What a flurry. A 23 to eight run by the Jazz, which was 23 to six a moment ago. And I really like what the Jazz did defensively late in that fourth quarter. I mean, that, I just thought that doubling late in the clock. I agree. I like the late in the clock is the key line there, isn't it, Ron? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
111-108. See if the Jazz can keep it alive. Chicago's beat Memphis tonight, 128-107. Jazz have scored 40 points in this fourth quarter, which ties a season high. It's the third time they've done it. Bunch of interesting games later tonight. Dallas and Atlanta, can they stem their fall? Lakers in Houston, they should get that one. Phoenix and Oklahoma City. Philly, Milwaukee, and Golden State and Denver. But here the Jazz, Olenek the inbound again. Down three, 10.3 seconds left. Olenek has it. To Horton Tucker at the top. Puts it on the deck and the Nets foul astutely. With 7.9 seconds left. But enough time out, enough time. If he makes both free throws and the Jazz are able to foul quickly, they should be able to get another position. Mr. Whammy walks underneath the basket, points in his eyes, and says to Horton Tucker, look at me, look at me. And Talon has no part of it, he makes the free throw. 111-109, Talon with 31 points. Substitutions from the Nets, they have a timeout left. And this is, they this will likely take it no matter what just to move the ball to the front court in case they turn it over. Yeah, this substitution is strictly in case Tucker misses the, the free throw intentionally or I don't unintentionally. I don't think you need to intentionally with 7.9. Tail and knee bend. Free throws high, rattles, and good. The Jazz have cut it to one. What a run. Jazz could not score all night. The Jazz have scored more points in the, or the same amount of points in the fourth quarter they scored in the first half. The Jazz trailed this game 53-42 at the half. They scored 42 points. In the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter. one 11 Update from Portland. Looks to me as though Portland has missed a free throw with 14.4 seconds left. They're having all sorts of clock issues. And Minnesota missed a three with 0.7 seconds left. And Portland has beat Minnesota tonight. My word. How? That's incredible. Like, I don't know all five players in Portland's starting lineup tonight. I don't see Damian Lillard. No, no, he doesn't play anymore. No. 7.9 <laughs> seconds left. Brooklyn 111, Utah 110. This would only be as shocking because the Jazz trailed by 23. Nets to inbound, up by one, neither team with a timeout left. O'Neal has the ball, throws it in the backcourt to Curry. He eludes Olenek and is now fouled by Olenek with 5.8 seconds left. Curry's like, no one touched me. I'm surprised he was that, that open. So Curry, who's a 90% free throw shooter and at one point in his career led the NBA in free throw shooting. We'll go to the line. The Jazz do not have a timeout left. Well, nothing's changed, David. He's shooting 
98% this year. Here he goes. He missed! Oh. He had a season, he's shooting 98%, he just missed. All right, Jazz have 5.8 seconds left. They're down one. There's actually an argument he probably should miss this one too. No timeouts, free throw, no good. Market and rebounds, out to Olenek. Olenek at half court, Olenek off balance. He gets it up at the horn, it misses. Wow. Seth Curry had not missed two free throws all season. He was 48 of 49 on the year. He just missed two free throws. I actually think missing the second one was a good idea, and he might have meant to do it. Wow. Wow. Marketing got the rebound. He got pushed off balance. He threw it up to a linic. Kelly really didn't have time to move it to anyone. He drove with the basketball. He got off balance, veering left, and missed about a 17-foot runner that wasn't particularly close. And the Brooklyn Nets defeat the Utah Jazz 